you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Families Fly Free podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. So over the last couple of weeks, I have been doing a ton of new Families Fly Free member consults. So when you join my Families Fly Free membership, which I highly recommend you do if you want to have the best process to fly free and be able to take the most trips free trips on the points that you have, um, I highly recommend joining and you can do that at familiesflyfree.com slash join. But we've had lots of new members and when you join, um, one of the first things we do is you get a one-on-one consult with me so that I can look at your unique personal situation, how many people are in your family, where do you want to travel, what have you already done so far when it comes to flying free. And so In doing so many of these, um, I have just seen a lot, a lot of common mistakes. And I like to continue to bring these to you because I know if other people are making these common mistakes, there's probably a hundred more people making the same mistake um, for every one person that I see. And this illustrates to you as well um, how we can really help you in the membership. Um, Even if you feel like you have a handle on flying free, there's a lot of common mistakes that I see that can make a big difference in your ability to take more trips on the same number of points um, and just to simplify tremendously the whole fly-free process. So we're going to talk through 10 of the most common mistakes that I've seen here recently when it comes to flying free. So let's start with number one. And this is probably the biggest one I see, um, is not having a plan. So when you first learn about using miles and points to fly free, it's very exciting. You didn't know about this before. You're ready to jump in and start taking advantage of all the different things that you can do. And I did the same thing. And what usually happens there is you end up making several mistakes in the beginning just because you didn't stop for a minute. Think about where do you want to travel? And then think about the best way to accomplish those goals. What's the best airline for you? Um, What are the best travel credit cards for you? What order should you get them in? All of these things. So just at a minimum, even if you're doing this on your own, just stop for a minute before you take any major steps and try to get a plan in place by thinking about where you wanna travel and the best way to get there. How are you gonna earn those points what steps do you need to take to earn those points? That's a great place to start, and it goes a long way towards not making a mistake. The second one I see is not having a process to follow. Now, um, I recently um, read a review from one of my members, um, Allison with tipsforfamilytrips.com. She's a blogger, travel blogger, mom um, with a family of four, and I loved the quote that she said in there. She said, no one puts all the pieces together like Lynn does. And this is regarding flying free. And I think that's exactly 
a great description of the Families Fly Free membership, which she was reviewing. So I give you a process to follow. So all the pieces, for the most part, are out there. I do have a few industry insider tips um, that I think are not available to the general public. But uh, most of the pieces are out there. Um, the trick is putting them together in the right order um, and in the best way. And I really feel like no one out there gives you a process to follow when it comes to flying free. They just tell you all the millions of different things you can do. And there is a lot of different things you can do. There's many different cards you can have, many different loyalty programs you can participate in. And that becomes very complicated very fast. So if you have a process to follow, just that alone greatly simplifies things because you know what to do in what order. And again, it does need to be tailored to each person, um, but it's still the same process that you're following. The order may change, the cards may change a little bit, um, but it's the same process. So I encourage you to make sure you have a plan. And if you want it to be as simple as possible and you wanna to get to flying free as quickly as possible, um, find a process to follow. Okay, number three, big one that I see is getting cards that you don't need. And this again is one that most of us do at the beginning in our excitement. So for me, this was getting um, a City American Airlines card. So I got sucked into an email that I was sent about, hey, this is the you know very high offer for this card. It's really great. It's only going to be around for a limited time. You should grab it. And because I did not have a plan in place at that time, I signed up for this card and it ended up giving me something like 50 to 60,000 American miles. Well, that is not enough on American for my family of four to fly anywhere. So pretty much on American, you're looking at um, 25,000 points round trip per person. So I would have to have at least 100,000. And let me tell you, on Southwest, I can probably take five or six trips on 100,000 points for four people. Um, so I, it was just not enough for me to do anything with. And so I really regretted getting that card. It wasn't the end of the world, but it was sort of a waste of a travel credit card. And then I ended up with these points um, that could have, you know, my, the spending I put I used to get these points could have been put to better use. And I had to figure out how to use them. And so eventually we were able to take a trip, my husband and I, just the two of us, and use up those points. But I think many, many people do this very same thing in the beginning. It's very common. If you've done it, don't worry. We all have. Um, but it is one of the most common mistakes that I see. So it's helpful, again, to have a plan, have a process so that you don't do that. And if you're at the very beginning of this, lucky you. You can let someone like me really help you through it so you don't make those same mistakes that many of us made at the beginning. Okay, number four would be getting your travel cards in the wrong order. Um, so if you really want to maximize earning points and flying free, there is um, a preferable order to get these cards in. And for example, um, you really want to get any Chase cards that you want first because Chase is the most restrictive when it comes to um, approving people for travel cards. And because of that, you need to make sure that you have gotten theirs first because they won't let you get cards if you've opened five or more cards of any type in the last um, 24 months. Um, so whereas, say, Amex or Capital One, they don't have those same restrictions. So you can get those cards later if you need them. 
but you want to get your chase cards first. And then even within that, there is a better order to get your chase cards and understanding which cards you need to get. I don't teach a whole bunch of cards. I teach, you can do my process. If you want to maximize my process, you can do it with three. That's all it requires. And I have some people that do it with just one or two. They don't maximize the process, but they're still saving and they're they're going at a more comfortable pace for them. So it doesn't, when I talk about cards, I don't mean you need to have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cards. You don't. You can do it with three, but there is a correct order to do it or it can really hinder the ease with which you can fly free. All right, so in addition to getting them in the wrong order, timing your application for the cards correctly. Um, So you wanna make sure that you get certain cards at the right time of year. You wanna get them when they have a good offer and not a low offer. So understanding what's a good offer for this card versus what isn't. Um, When it comes to companion pass and the way I teach always having a companion pass, it's very important that you time certain cards correctly in order to make that a very easy process. So it's easy once you know it and, and once you have someone to help you work through it, it's not so easy to do on your own because there's so many little intricacies and ins and outs and rules and regulations about these cards. Um, so timing them poorly is a, is a common mistake that I see people come to me with that then I'm, I'm able to give them a new strategy to try to fix that going forward and work with what they've done so far to maximize it. Okay, one that I see and I just saw here recently was getting getting a bad offer on a card. So for example, Southwest, when you're um, purchasing a fare with them, they slide in this little offer that says towards the end of your purchase process, we'll give you $200 off if you sign up for our card today. And that's a very similar strategy that you see when you go in store to Old Navy or, um, you know, any major retailer, they're going to try coal, something like that. They're going to be like, hey, sign up for our card and you get 20% off today. Um, It's the same thing. Well, there are much, much better deals on the Southwest card than to get $200 off. If you've been sucked into this, again, it happens to everyone and you just didn't know that that wasn't a great offer. So we're now telling you it isn't. You would want to hold off for a much better offer. So for example, right now, Um, The Southwest cards have a 65,000 point offer. And if you value Southwest points at about one and a half, 1.6 cents each, um, that's about $1,000 in value. So you can see that's a much better deal than saving $200 on your flight. And the problem with that is the Southwest cards are, are one of the most restrictive cards out there because you can only hold one of them. And you can only get the bonus once every 24 months. So if you signed up for that $200 off, that's your one personal card for the next two years. Um, and, it, and it can be very helpful to get all of those points to help you earn companion pass or just to help you really earn a bunch of Southwest points to fly free. So um, that's a biggie is, is getting a bad offer, just not understanding what a good offer is and making sure you get the best one possible. Okay, number seven is putting your everyday spending on the wrong cards. Um, So a lot of people are putting their spending on cashback cards. They're putting their spending on an airline card because they're trying to build miles. And 
there's usually a much better way, better cards to put your spending on than either of those. If you like to travel, you'll get much, much more um, financial benefit to put your spending on a travel card um, than a cashback card. In terms of the travel value you get, it'll be much better than the cashback that you get. Uh, if you don't like to travel, then yeah, maybe you want to get cash back instead. But I think we all like to travel since we're you guys are listening to this podcast. Um, so in terms of which card to put your spending on, I think it's best to use a flexible travel card. For example, the Chase Sapphire Preferred is my favorite travel card. Um, and it now, as of this recording, has a 100,000 point offer um, available when you spend $4,000 in the first three months, which is the absolute highest offer we have ever seen. It's totally unprecedented. So um, I encourage anyone who wants to travel free, that is a card that I recommend everyone have. And if you want a strategy about what order you need to get that in, I would say, go ahead and get it right now. Um, That's one that we can can work around for most people. Um, But if you wanna know how that plays into my process, You want to join Families Fly Free and let us help you craft a credit card strategy and understand when you need to put spending on which cards um, to really maximize everything. So I appreciate if you want to um, sign up for that card, if you would use our affiliate link in the show notes, um, that would be fantastic. That allows us to earn a commission at no cost to you and make sure you're on the correct offer um, and you can help support this free podcast. Um, So... It's generally, unless you're trying to meet a minimum spend, I don't think a great idea to put your everyday spending on an airline card because they generally earn much lower points per dollar than a more flexible card like Amex or Chase Sapphire. Um, And you can only use the the points on that airline. Whereas these flexible cards, um, you can use them for many different purposes like Chase Sapphire Preferred, you can use to book Um, move them over to many different airlines to book free flights, as well as to um, different hotel chains to book free hotels. So they have a lot more flexibility than just earning a set number of airline miles. And you can still move them um, a lot of times to the airline of your choice. So if you fly Southwest like we do, you can move Chase Ultimate Rewards points right on over to Southwest if you need them and book free flights using those points. But you still have the flexibility to use them in other ways if you would want. All right, Um, number eight would be not taking full advantage of the perks of your particular travel cards. So for example, did you know that um, Chase Sapphire Preferred and Chase Sapphire Reserve, if you hold one of those, they offer primary car insurance, um, which means that if you use those cards to pay for a car rental and something were to happen with that rental, they would take care of it and you would never have to even alert your own car insurance company because when you do that, your rates go up. Um, most travel cards have secondary car rental insurance. And so you do have to alert your car insurance company who pays first and then the secondary insurance, which is the card, covers anything remaining. But these cards have primary car insurance, so they car rental insurance, so they take care of everything. So that's a little known perk that you may not take full advantage of. There's also a lot of great hacks with, um, if you have Chase Sapphire Reserve, you get a priority pass select pass, which gets you into airport lounges. And there are some ways to really max that out and get money back and save a lot. 
And then, for example, one I see people miss a lot too is if you hold the Southwest Business Performance Card, you get a free TSA pre-check or global entry once every four years. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. You just charge that to your card and then it's just erased. So understand, you know, this is a good reason to not have, you know, six to ten cards because it's hard to keep track of all the benefits of each of them. When you're just working with three, you know those cards in and out. You know which ones you need to use for which purpose. And we guide you in the membership, you know, how to use each of these cards um, to their maximum benefit in terms of points earning and in terms of the different travel benefits that you get on them. All right, mistake number nine is overcomplicating flying free. Everybody seems to want to do this. I don't know why. It actually can be quite simple. Why be members of, you know, three different airline loyalty programs that have points in all these different programs um, and be trying to use different hotel chains for each thing and have cards for every single one gets very confusing and very overwhelming very fast. So for me, I like to keep it simple. Like that's just my philosophy in life in general is what I'm, I love the 80-20 rule. You know, what is the 20% of actions I can take that give me 80% of my results? And I'm going for that every time. And that's truly how I've built this Families Fly Free membership and my fly free process. These are the 20% of steps you can take to fly free that will allow you to take as many free flights as you want. It gives you 80% of the results, 90% probably, um, that you can get by taking the fewest possible steps. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate with different programs and 10 million cards. You can have three cards you can focus on, two, two to three programs, you know, one domestically, one to fly to Europe, and then um, a program if you want to focus on staying in hotels free. Um, it can be as simple as that, and that saves you time, it saves you mental energy, um, and you don't have to make this a part-time job to fly free. And then number 10 um, is paying full price for flights. And I even mean that not in dollars. I mean, even if you're paying in points and you are just paying the points price that you see, and we're particularly talking about Southwest here, um, because their points price fluctuates, unlike most other airlines who have a fixed points price um, if you want to fly anywhere beyond driving distance. So don't just look at the points price on the day that you want to fly Southwest on whatever day you're booking and assume that's the price, period. There are so many different ways to save on points. I help people regularly probably pay a quarter of the points price of what they see published just by understanding all the ins and out, the insider industry information and hacks that I've figured out and that I have access to um, can save you so much. And, and why is that important? That's important because it allows you to take more trips on the same number of points or bring more people with you. So if you're trying to take an extended family trip, well, if you can pay fewer points for every single person's flight, then you can bring more people with you. And my family's personal goal is always to take as many trips as we can for free. So that's why it's super important to me to be always shaving off points for what we're paying for every flight. And very often, the amount I'm able to save through my hacks and tricks, all above board, you just have to know that they're there and how to maximize them, um, allow us to take at least a whole other trip from what we've saved 
versus just paying the, the points price that we see published for the day that we want to fly. Um, so I find a lot of information out there focuses on the earning of points, which is important, of course, but nobody talks about the redeeming of the points. And that's at least half the equation. If you can't effectively redeem them, then you're not maximizing what you're doing. And you're having to work a whole lot harder to keep earning more points for more flights. So that's a big one for me that I think so, so many people miss. And this is where I'm able to help a lot of people. I, I find when I get some advanced travel hackers or people who already have travel cards, they feel like they know what they're doing. There are um, so many ways that we can always help simplify. Most people think they know the best way to earn the companion pass, but they don't. It can be so much easier. So I'm able to solve that for a lot of people, just make that a non-issue. We can always have you have a companion pass on autopilot and then help you save on what you are paying on flights is so, so important. So of late, those are the top 10 most common mistakes I see of people coming to me when we do our one-on-one consults. So if you see yourself in any of those, again, don't worry. We have all done this stuff. Um, there's so many people coming to me doing it right now. But but if you want to really maximize what you're doing, if you want to stop making these little mistakes um, and really take your free travel to a whole nother level, Um, I encourage you to join us inside of Families Fly Free and let me help you one-on-one and get a plan in place for you and then be part of our community where we're always sharing the best tips and hacks um, for how to better fly free always. And again, you can do that at familiesflyfree.com slash join. So I hope you have a great rest of your week and I look forward to chatting with you on the next episode. Ready to fly your family free? Come join me inside my Families Fly Free program where you get my simple step-by-step plan and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com join. That's familiesflyfree.com join to learn more and get started flying free today.